You are listening to the Think Brick Australia podcast. Think Brick Australia represents the clay, brick and paver manufacturers of Australia. Brick by Brick, our podcast will discuss technical information and architectural case studies with special guests. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIntyre, the CEO of Think Brick Australia. On today's podcast, I'm really excited to welcome back Danielle Simbulan. And Danielle's been with our team in our engineering department, and she's one of our superstars. And today we're going to be talking about something very topical, the National Construction Code, and how we are going to try to address energy efficiency through that. Welcome, Danielle. Good to be here. All right, Danielle, let's start with the recent changes to the National Construction Code. What are the sort of two options that homeowners and builders have now to try to address energy efficiency? Yeah, so Australia has given us two options to figure out a way to make our homes energy efficient. We have the first way, which is the energy rating. So we've talked about this before, but you can use Nathers, which is an energy rating scheme. And I think about 95% of all homes use the Nathers as their energy rating scheme. Yeah, for the yep. most part. The exception is New South Wales with basics. Right. Um, and so instead of Nathers, they use basics. <laughs> what Australia requires you to do after these NCC changes for NCC 2022 is to get a seven-star rating to make your home energy efficient. And what is the fastest way to achieve that seven-star rating? Well, great question. Um, what Nathurst actually uses is the materials that you're using to build your home. So you want to have a house that has a higher thermal mass. Brick is perfect for that. And so... Fastest way to get to seven stars yeah. is using brick. All right. <laughs> so then what's the other option there, Danielle? So option two, if you are having difficulty with calculating your Nathurst, you will want to go for elemental design. And so the NCC 2022 has a brand new section on uh, how to design sustainably. And I guess, is this what we would refer to as a deem to satisfy or a DTS pathway? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, Daniel, what are the design considerations that we need to look at for the deem to satisfy provisions? So, as opposed to having to get seven stars we actually have seven design considerations you want to go for so we've got climate orientation your glazing your thermal mass insulation and thermal bridges ventilation and condensation all righty well let's start at the beginning and let's go for the climate where you live yes so australia spans almost the entirety of the southern hemisphere and so you actually have a large variation of climate zones and so it's important that if you are in the more cyclic winter summer seasons of the southern australia section so you've got your new south wales victoria and south australia then the lower part of western australia you want to design to that but when you're in the tropics like the northern territory or queensland you want to change your design considerations to suit your climate zone Alrighty. And everyone can find these eight climate zones in the National Construction Code. Is that right? Yes, quite easy. Okay. They have a map and they have a list that'll help you out. Awesome. Let's go now to orientation. So orientation, it's important because especially if you're in those zones with summer and winter, 
they actually help you passively cool and heat your home as well as light your home when you want it. So when we are trying to design for houses to be most comfortable, you want to have a north-facing house or have all of your living spaces in that northern area so you can get all that heat in um, during the winter but then have those awnings in there by those windows so that you don't get too much heat during the summer. Look, I love orientation. I think though for a lot of people it's not something that they can necessarily change once they've bought a house. But regardless of that, there's still some great tips as to how just using the orientation, you can make that work for you as much as possible. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the glazing skylights and windows now. So if you can't fix your orientation, (laughs) a great way to help out is actually changing your glazing. So typically houses are built with single glazing, but you can switch to double glazing, which is just two panels of glass with a bit of an air pocket in between those panels. And that'll actually help you keep that passive lighting coming into your home, but will help stop the transfer of the temperature between the inside and the outside of your home. And look, we all need windows to see outside and allow air in, but they are, I guess, the worst part of energy efficiency because they obviously are letting that light and air through. And you can also obviously do that using curtains and blinds. Yes. All right. Now, one of my favourite topics, thermal mass. What does that refer to and how can we use it with regards to design? So whenever we're talking about thermal mass, it is our construction materials that we're talking about. So in our case, we've got our wall systems and we actually want to keep our walls relatively heavy. We want to make sure our environment is comfortable. We want to have the temperatures change very minimally, but also change over a course of time so that you're not just suddenly shocked with a chill or suddenly shocked with a heat wave. And so a higher thermal mass will help you greatly in having to minimize your heating and cooling. It kind of regulates everything. And the perfect material for that, of course, is brick. And we have done that study up at the University of Newcastle that substantiates all of our claims about that. It's perfect. It tells you everything you need to know. I've read that far too many times for my own good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on to insulation and thermal bridges. What are these? So insulation, we want to bulk up our thermal mass, add to it so that when you're living in your home, much more comfortable. And then thermal bridges is kind of counterintuitive to that. We want to minimize thermal bridges as much as possible. These are pathways for the temperature to actually seep into your home. And so in brick construction, we have wall ties and we have lintels, but how you can break it thermal breaks is actually having a layer of insulation as well and that actually seals the envelope and it sort of stops the temperature from seeping in that way. I guess it's a little bit like you know your woolen or your thermal underwear you know it sort of allows that little bit to lock in and then you're putting all your other layers on top. That is the perfect (laughs) analogy. Alrighty now let's talk about ventilation and air tightness so we've gone from one extreme to the other. We'll start off with air tightness for this one. I mentioned we want to make thermal breaks so that we make a seal. Mm -hmm. It's that same idea. When you actually trap the air in there, you can actually increase the overall thermal performance of your home. Now, while you're trapping your air in there, ventilation becomes very important because you want to make sure the air quality in your home is nice Mm. and fresh. And so what we actually want to do is introduce air intentionally so that you know, your living space is nice and comfortable. And this really leads us into condensation, which has become such a bigger issue in this National Construction Code. Why is that, Danielle? Well, 
as we get better and better at constructing things and our homes become more airtight, the conditions on the insides of your house stay cooler, condensation becomes more of a problem. Obviously, condensation occurs when you've got warm air touching a cool surface. And so what we want to do is minimize that as much as possible. Um, Main reason being, it could lead us to damp, mold, rot, and obviously you don't want a stinky house. No, and I think we've all experienced mould in the last two years living here in Sydney with um, all the rain. Exactly, yes. And so what you really want to do to help your condensation is going back to ventilation. You want to ventilate your rooms, keep your air crisp and fresh. So, Danielle, just in summary, we've obviously got two main pathways for homeowners and builders to achieve energy efficiency. The first is obviously the energy rating system, the NATO system, which most people are using. But the second is a deemed to satisfy pathway, which we've just discussed, looks at elemental design and in particular, the considerations around climate, orientation, glazing, thermal mass, insulation, ventilation and condensation. And I think what we've also pointed out that the fastest way to achieve energy efficiency is using brick. Absolutely. Daniel, thank you for taking us through what sometimes I feel is a little bit of a quagmire of information overload, but hopefully we've made that really simple. But as you know, I like to do other things whilst I'm listening to podcasts. So where could we go to find out some more information around this? We've got a previous episode on the rating system. Oh, that's right. With Callista, she did a great job on explaining all those acronyms. Yes, she did. (laughs) Um, And we've also got a lot of fact sheets and manuals that can help you out on our website. And I'm going to put all those links in the show notes. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us again today. Thank you for having me. Think energy efficiency, think brick. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review our podcast. We are always looking for new ways to think brick. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.